okay. So, guys, Sarah here and Anna. <laughs> we are not okay today. I think we're both also more stress-free though because usually yeah. we record on a weekday after I've been working all day and Sarah's um, been with her son all day and cleaning, cleaning. on a Monday. First of all, yeah. also. It's a yeah. Monday usually when we record. This is a Saturday. We both got to sleep in. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Anna did. Anna slept in. <laughs> like, I want to say like nine hours last night. Yeah. The same cannot be said for Sarah no. here. No. But it's not because I'm, you know, a responsible mom. It's because I turned my brain too much by binging a show literally the entirety of the night. It's okay. I'm here. See, and I was watching Full House, but only till like eleven. Yeah, eleven thirty. That's not bad. Yeah. See, this isn't related to the podcast, but this is why I do. I usually don't watch new shows because yeah. I know that's going to happen to yeah. me. I'm going to get too wrapped up in it. Yeah. I'm not saying like that's always a bad thing too. No, sometimes you do need. It to, was really nice because I have. Yeah, not, yeah. Like to get a lot. Like that's not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I no, just yeah. know that for me, it can turn into a bad thing. Yes. Like. Y'all know I mentioned One Calls a Heart a couple times when season 10 was airing because I was in it, guys. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, stuff is happening. Yeah. Um, that's why I was re-watching Full House and playing The Sims 4, basically virtual dollhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and they have my cute little fumes. This is confession time. <laughs> that's what I did last night. I played The Sims 4 and I watched Full House. Hey, you're living the life, man. <laughs> I feel like I am. That's funny. Uh, anyway. <sighs> okay. So that's a grand old time. <laughs> Um, we didn't talk about who was going to introduce us, but on a serious note, what we're doing today is we're talking about love. What? I'm yeah. shocked. So 1 Corinthians 13, uh, we're in, well, I'll just read 4 through 7. That's what we've been doing. Um, from the ESV, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way, but it is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. All right. If you noticed, I emphasized the words irritable or resentful, because that's what we're talking about today. Cool. So what we've been doing, for anyone who hasn't listened to the previous ones, you should go listen to those, um, just because it completes this series, obviously. But um, we are basically, throughout our week, or... Well, it's supposed to be throughout the week, but usually what we do is the day before the day of, we find find verses on whatever topic we're on. So, like, this week is irritable and resentful. And um, so it's like a very surface-level topical study over these characteristics of what love is, which in turn is also what God is, because God is love. Mm -hmm. And um, we just kind of do like a sometimes very in-depth discussion on it on the podcast however the holy spirit leads and we talk about what the verse is saying to us what god is saying i guess to us through the verse actually and then talk about our lives and stuff with it and so that's what we've been doing so you should go listen to the rest okay so anna do you want oh also disclaimer if it echoes in the background i can take some of it out but we're also in a room in the library Mm -hmm. and it's echoey yeah Echoey, echoey, echoey. And hopefully echoey. we'll remember not to get too loud because we found out that people can hear us. Yeah. I. The, the, there's lots of glass. And sometimes the... we get excited when we talk. Yeah, we do. This is... I might shush you and you might have to shush me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So what are your verses on irritable or what's your first one? <clears throat> 
So we talked about Hannah last time. We did a podcast, like Hannah Samuel's mom. But, um, see, I just feel like that was loud just now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be very sensitive to that. Um, but really, the story of Hannah stuck out to me again as far as like not being irritable or resentful went. Um, because it says, basically, there's this guy named Elkanah, and he had two wives, Hannah and Penaniah. Pen- Pen- Penana? I don't know how you properly say it. I don't. Penny. <laughs> <laughs> That's her name today. Penny. So, this week, Hannah's story also stuck out to me again, though, when I was thinking about love not being irritable or resentful, because Penny could have kids and Hannah couldn't. Um, and it says at the end of verse 5, the Lord had closed up Hannah's womb. And then verse 6 goes on. Oh, this is Samuel, first Samuel chapter 1. I forgot to mention that. So, first Samuel chapter 1, verse 6. And her rival, meaning... Uh, Elkanah's other wife used to provoke her grievously to irritate her because the Lord had closed her womb. So instead, and then verse 7 says, So it went on year by year. As often as she went up to the house of the Lord, she used to provoke her. Therefore, Hannah wept and would not eat. But eventually we see that Hannah responds in prayer by asking and pre- like um, presenting her grief to the Lord and like really petitioning him for a child. And then we talked about last time we talked about Hannah, we talked about her sacrifice and giving Samuel up mm-hmm. to the Lord, mm-hmm. even though like this was a gift that the Lord had given her that she wanted for so many years. And then she gave the Lord, she gave him back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But in this case, we see how instead of her responding um, to Paniah or however you say it in anger, she responds, I mean, she would cry and I think she'd get upset, but she didn't like, become irritable or resentful yeah. towards Panette. Instead, she turned that into prayer. Right. And even, like, we don't see the details of the underlying, like, like, we see the outward things, like how she prayed to God about it. But she could have gotten irritable underneath, but the fact that she didn't let it rise to the surface, mm-hmm. you know, and she just prayed, I feel like that's a big thing. You know, she was able to really take thought, captive of those thoughts potentially if she did you know yeah i mean in verse 10 even mentions how she was deeply distressed and prayed to the lord and wept bitterly so she was she did have a lot of like um very heavy sorrow in her heart because she couldn't have kids mm-hmm. and also like adding on to the fact that elkanah's other wife like would provoke her daily which is terrible mm-hmm. um and so she she was but she instead turned that and she took that to the lord she didn't mm-hmm. again like sarah said didn't let it fester and didn't let it rise to the surface right. so that's, that we don't see, and I feel like that would be important enough for them to mention, you know, the, yeah. the author to mention, to mention if that was a thing. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I wouldn't have even thought of that probably for Irritable. That's good. Um, is that what you had on that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my first one. Okay, so my, um, I moved the mic, so if it sounds different, that's why. But my first verse is actually, um, oh, oh, I forgot to say at the beginning of this, even though we all probably know the basic definition of irritable and resentful. I was going to do that yeah. too, because I, I feel like I just jumped into it. It's okay. No, it's okay. I forgot. Um, we did look up the definitions of them, just the basic definitions, or I did. I don't know if Anna did, but the one that I have pulled up for irritable is having or showing a tendency to be easily annoyed or made angry. So this mm. is, this is like... Before the point of, like, full-blown anger, this is, like, the rising emotion, like, this is, like, the, if you're quick to anger, that's, this is that part. Irritability is not anger, it's the quick to anger, the quick to be irritable, you know, yeah, to anger. Yeah, Um, at least that's what, yeah. 
Anyway, so having or showing a tendency to be easily annoyed or made angry. Okay, so my first one is James 1, 19 through 20. And it says, Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So with this, I was kind of thinking, if we are quick to anger, um, then we're not being Christ-like. Because as it says here, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And God is not unrighteous. Like he is God. He is righteous. And so if this verse is telling us that if we are quick to anger, then we're not being righteous, which means we're not being of God. We're not being Christ-like people. And we are called to be transformed into more, into Christ-like people. You know, mm -hmm. that is, you know, part of our big calling. And so if we're quick to anger, we're not being Christ-like, um, which means we're not truly loving others because we're not being of God. And so if you are being quick to anger with someone or with a situation, then, you know, and you're getting really, really irritated at someone, probably for no reason, most of the time with me at least, or at least even if there is a reason, I, I blow it out of proportion in my head first off and that's mm -hmm. not good. So in that, like in situations like that, um, we're not being loving toward them we're not going to be able to like if Anna says something or something happens in this room right now where I'm quick to anger I'm getting really irritable toward the situation I'm not going to be able to in that same moment it's going to take me a minute but I'm not going to be able to in that same moment love Anna in a Christ-like way the way that God wants me to love her while being quick to anger like mm -hmm. that it just you can't it's not possible <laughs> um and so like that was just a really I think that was the main thing that stuck out to me in that was the righteousness part. Like I'm not, can't produce, I can't allow God to plant goodness into the world if I'm irritable, quick to anger. Um, because that's not of him. That's not righteous. So yeah, that was my main thing. Well, and what does James say at the beginning of verse, or the, like in the middle of verse 19, let every mm -hmm. person be, let every person be quick to hear, mm -hmm. slow to speak. So how do you be slow to anger is right. by listening and not just, I think, not just assuming mm -hmm. things, well, right? Well, yeah, and like the, the in-between the lines with those two phrases, the the two you just said, the be quick to hear and slow to speak, I feel like the in-between the lines there is you're processing what's happening in your mind. You're mm -hmm. thinking through it before you say Before things. you react. Yeah. yeah. I used to be like, if my mom and dad listen to this, they're like, wow, Sarah's a hypocrite. Because like growing up, I was really bad about this, especially like with my dad. We are a lot alike. And so we just like, I would butt heads with him all the time. And um, I still struggle with this with my parents. Just, I don't know, because I'm immature around them probably. But um, anyway, I was just very quick to speak, you know, and quick to anger. And, um, yeah, it's something that I struggle with all the time and I still do. Um, I, I will say now though, instead of it being all the time, it's just with certain people, which is not good, but that's just how it is now, unfortunately, but hey, I, progress. It is progress. <laughs> no, I know. It, it is a lot of progress. Yeah. Um, it's the small wins, man, but no, um, yeah, I feel like part of that though, is just like the, in between the lines of what you were saying is just you're thinking through it because mm -hmm. people who do this, if you do these things, if you um, are quick to hear, if you listen well, and then you're slow to speak, like you process what you just heard before you say it, um, you know, and along with that also really quick add in is if you are a saved by grace Christian and you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you should be 
listening to the Holy Spirit and what he's telling you before you speak also. That's also in between those that those steps. And then slow to anger. But like if you have those qualities, then you're going to be one less irritable. And also you're going to be able to really, on another topic, give the best advice to people <laughs> from God because you actually process what they said and listen to the Holy Spirit. This verse is, I don't know, I didn't think I would go that deep into this verse, but like really it's, if you just live out your your day by this verse whenever it comes to a lot of situations like you'd be great <laughs> i will say this um just because you're slow to speak does not mean that you're slow to anger either though mm -hmm. just because like for me i'm not confrontational mm -hmm. at all like i i i'm not usually one to give you like a quick clap back or like a whatever i kind of just stand there and like you know when I, and I'll be, but I'll like, and I won't react to things externally, but I'll be like, the wheels in my head will be going, going, going internally. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm slow to anger. Mm -hmm. Like, cause they could be going, going, and be like, I can't believe they just said that to me. Like, yeah. they're such a jerk and like, blah, 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 blah. And, and you I'm might really freaking hurt my feelings. Yeah. And then I'll go and I'll dwell on it. Or I'll look for other people who are mm -hmm. like, I know we'll be on my side and I'll rant to them about it. Mm -hmm. And that's not right either because I'm still letting my anger out about that person, just maybe not to their face. And so I just want to like, caution you guys and myself against this um like just because you're slow to speak does not mean you're slow to anger that's true right and so i think that's why it is important to remember those two little in between the line steps mm -hmm. you process it think it through and then talk to the holy spirit about it before you speak right and or before you go and you speak to someone else about it too right yeah like whatever it is whether you go yeah. to that person because sometimes you, go you do and... need to talk to somebody yeah like a good christian friend or someone who is wiser than you spiritually or whatever like you god gives us these people for a reason our friends or older mentors or whatever yeah. whoever they are but you're right that's a good point i didn't even think of that because i'm like that with some things too depending on the situation hebrews twelve fifteen says see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of god and that no quotes it's in quotes root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled um and this is talking about in reference to like helping others not grow weary in like doing God's work. And so, but I don't know, just see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God and then no root, no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble because by it many become defiled. Um, so if you allow that root of bitterness, because mm. it is, it's like a root and it can start off super small, but if you like let it dig down and um, like, I don't know how to say it, like stick in your heart, mm -hmm. um, then, like, not only will you yourself become defiled, but many around you will become defiled as a result. That's kind of like um, if I let, if Sarah does say something that irritates me, and I let that root of bitterness go in my heart, I'm like, I can't believe she just said that to me and all this stuff. And even if I don't react to her, like, outwardly, if I go and I tell our friend Jessica about it, and I'm like, can you believe what Sarah Lee said to me? And, like, I can just blah, 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 blah. Well, then Jessica, like, her thoughts towards Sarah become defiled. And then what if Sarah goes and she tells someone else or whatever? Well, and what you're talking about is resentment, too. Whenever yes. your thoughts become defiled, that's the resentment part. Yeah. Even though we haven't gone to that. That's funny, though, because... One of my passages for resentment was Hebrews 12, 14 through 15. I am talking about resentment. You know, it's okay. It's okay. But no, it starts with the irritability. Yeah. Though. It starts yeah. with, you're right. So, because these do go hand in hand, obviously, because resentment comes from the quick to anger. Yeah. So, anyway, continue. I was just saying, like. No, it's just true. Yeah. No, that's good. So, just that we need to obtain the grace of, we don't, like, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. So, like, um, 
remembering what God did for you and extending that same grace to other people, knowing that you're in the same place and that you're both sinners who are in need of, and who are in, who are in need of a savior and mm-hmm. are equal at the foot of the cross. Right? So don't fail to obtain the grace of God yourself or to extend that grace to other people. And this is talking about all people. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. So really, really fast testimony of mine for a long time, up until somewhat recently, I always would read scripture that would say, do yada, yada, yada toward all people or all people are included in such and such thing or whatever. And there were small situations that would happen where it would kind of test my faith with with the word all because I didn't want to extend whatever, you know, extend God's grace to this certain person in this situation. And that's, you know, bitter resentment or whatever it is. But I didn't have like a huge, huge situation except, well, I did one. Did one have a huge situation. But until recently, um, I you know, I had another huge situation with someone and I really thought this was pride first of all I really thought that I was going to be able to get past it really fast and like get over it because I have God and you know that is true yes but the way I my heart set my mindset was about it it was pride like I was basically saying that I can get over it not that God can help me get over it Mm. or through it or however you want to word it and so anyway that that was part of it but anyway that's not the point here but I you know this was one of the passages I'm pretty sure or there was one similar to it, if it wasn't this one, um, where it was talking about how we need to have peace with everyone. And we need to be peacemakers with everyone because that's what God brings to the table. God brings peace to the chaos. God brings peace to the... And you've probably heard, if you've listened to our, other, to our other podcasts, I've said that a few times because I just love saying it like that. Like that is what he brings to the table. We mm-hmm. all have our gifts that we bring to the table for God's calling for our lives, but God's thing his thing his main thing that he brings to the table is peace yeah and so if we are not striving for peace with every single person even that person who persecuted you even that person who talked behind your back even that person who uh, i don't know whoever it is insert friend husband family member whoever here you know in your life like i really struggled with this person recently with this and it wasn't until probably like two or so weeks ago that I actually was able to look at my husband and say, I have actually forgiven this person. Like, I've actually allowed God to show me what I need to be shown in this situation finally. And it took me a few months. Mm-hmm. Like, it took me a while. And um, so I just kind of wanted to put that out there for anyone who might be able to relate to that if you're listening, you know, and you can relate to that. Because it, it's hard to strive peace with, but that's what it says, strive for peace with everyone. Mm-hmm. And for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Um... Where was that last word? Uh, oh, yeah. See to it. Oh, gosh, this part got me when I first read this verse the other day. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. So basically, um, as far as you can control, like it's within your humanly power, whatever, you know, your control, you know, you need to extend God's grace to everyone around you. And what I mean by that, obviously it's like God's power within you. It's God's grace. Yes. What I mean is you need to walk in obedience to God as much as you possibly can so that others can obtain that grace. And they can see it through you. Yeah. Yeah. And so if, you know, and for a very small example, you know, for someone who's not doing what they can within their control, 
uh, for this or within their control, meaning like their obedience to God, you know, or whatever, however you want to word that. Um, you know, if someone's walking by and something happened, or I don't know, maybe the Holy Spirit's prompting me to talk to them about something spiritually, I could obey God, obey the Holy Spirit, and walk up to that person and say, hey, how's your day going? And just kind of like talk to them, or hey, I know you don't know me, this might be weird, but I just felt like you needed someone to talk to, or whatever it may be, and that can really spark a conversation, mm -hmm. which is really hard, especially if you're an introvert, that's really hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's so hard. But, um... Anyway, I'm just saying, like, that would be walking in obedience. And then maybe that person didn't know God, but then comes to know God through that. Because yeah. that happens all the time. If you just walk in obedience, man, people are getting saved left and right. But um, if I were to stand there and that person walks by and I'm just really nervous and, you know, and I, you know, it's understandable, like, being nervous, I get it, like, because I understand. But um, if I don't, if I didn't reach out to that person, they could literally go to hell. Right. Because I didn't obey the Holy Spirit in that moment and say, hey... I know you don't know me, but I really feel like I just need to introduce myself. My name is Sarah. Um, I live in this area. How are you? You know? Um, yeah. And that does, that does take sacrifice, and that does take obedience, and it is yeah. hard. But um, the Bible talks about, um, in Romans 8, we've actually been going through this at, on Tuesday nights at the college ministry I go to, Um We've been talking about how if you suffer with Christ, like, you will obtain his glory. And that, like, the suffering of today is nowhere near compared to the glory that we're going to experience someday with him. Mm -hmm. um, and not to mention that it really isn't that much suffering, right? Like, we're not called, usually in America, to suffer. I mean, it might be a little bit of social suffering or embarrassment. Right. On an average day. On an average day. <laughs> right. We're not missionaries where it's illegal in the foreign country where it's illegal to spread the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um but you should be willing to sacrifice your comfortability in order to present the gospel to somebody because that could mean their like the, the fate of their soul, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, of course, that's in the Holy Spirit's hands, ultimately. But, like, if you're going to be a vessel for the Lord, then you do. You need to walk in obedience to Him mm -hmm. and um, show God's grace to them. Yeah. That wasn't all about resentment, I just realized. I was going to say it wasn't. But, but it probably needed to be said. <laughs> Little oh, rabbit hole. Probably to us, maybe this is, oh, that's a scary thing to be challenged on, too. It is a very scary thing to be challenged on. This is something, see, that me personally in my life right now, that's what the Lord's been working on my heart mm -hmm. about. It's, it has me, too. He has me, yeah. too, a little bit there. Yeah. So, that was a free little aside for you yeah. guys. That's for free. You don't have to pay <laughs> for that one. The rest of it you do, but not yeah. that. <laughs> no. Penny a minute. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. I don't know who went last. I think you well, did. Well, both of us kind I think of you did have the same one oh, as yeah. me. But you can go. Um, let me see. Okay, well, I'm just going to go down to this one. So my next verse is Proverbs 14, 29, and it says, People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. And then a couple of side notes here on foolishness, because that's the word that stuck out to me when I first read through that verse. <laughs> Um, so it says, a hot temper shows great foolishness. So foolishness, um, Proverbs 14, same chapter, but different passage, um, 14, seven through nine says, stay away from fools for you won't find knowledge on their lips. The prudent understand where they are going, but fools deceive themselves. Fools make fun of guilt, but the godly acknowledge it and seek reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And then another verse is also in Proverbs, but it's Proverbs 12, 16. 
It says, a fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. Ooh. So, I'm not going to go into, like, extensive detail on my observation of those just because I don't feel super led to, but basically, foolishness stick out to me. So, like, basically, you know, when you're quick to anchor, you're quick to anchor, you're being foolish. Mm-hmm. And you, there are so many verses, especially in Proverbs, about foolishness. Mm-hmm. So many. Like, if you look up foolishness in the Bible, there's so many verses. And, um, man, I don't know, like... I think originally I was going to go through detail in one of these verses about foolishness, but I'm not going to. I don't really feel led to, but um, it's just foolish. Like, it's irrational and foolish to be quick to anger. Yeah. It causes so many problems. So, anyway. Well, it does. I mean, it causes problems. That's my next verse. It's Proverbs 17, 22, where it says that that was like my life verse for a while, too, mm-hmm. um, which it says, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Um, the King James Version, which is what I memorized and it's memorized this verse in is a joyful heart is like a, it's a good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Mm-hmm. But like it's saying, that's not quite what we're talking about, but it is like if you let irritability grow in your heart, a root in your heart, you won't be joyful. And that, I don't know. We talked about a verse in Proverbs the other week that was saying something was like a cancer. Oh, probably shouldn't have brought this up. It's okay. Um, Man, we really went into detail about it, too. But I, my point is is that if you let these things grow in your heart, your your spirit's going to be crushed, and you're, just, you're not going to be extending God's love to people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know it's pretty straightforward, but it's pretty straightforward for a reason. Yeah. And then, then I guess my next legit one, not that that wasn't legit, but that was just like one that I had as an extra... But my next one is, um, were you done? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. My next one is Psalm 4.4, 4, which I like. Uh, it says, be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. I thought that was so good mm-hmm. because, like, you can be angry and it's okay to be angry. Like, there's plenty of times when Jesus himself was angry. But do not sin. Go home and ponder in your own heart and be silent Mm -hmm. like don't react right away don't say anything right away because that's often when you say things that you regret that do not show people around you christ's Mm -hmm. love through you and this calls for self-control yes that's the big thing for me like the big thing for me is self-control in the moment like i'll use my husband as an example because he's the one i interact with the most um with this specifically like with quick to anger and all that i struggle like, whenever he says something or something happens or whatever, you know, I don't know, whatever problem, situation here, big or little. In the moment, whenever he, like, ticks me off or whatever, whatever it is, and I'm over here inwardly, like, my emotions are stirring up, like, mm-hmm. and I was talking about, it takes all the self-control you can muster from God mm-hmm. to be able to not lash out at him. Yeah. Or whoever it is. Yeah. I'm just using him because that's, like I said, he's the adult that I interact with the most. But... Like, and, and and in the times that I don't call out to God to help me with that self-control, call out to the Holy Spirit to help me with that self-control, then I say something and it is like mm-hmm. hell in our apartment. Like, it's just, you know, it's like, it's just not good. It's just chaos and, and problems. And then what forms is a small wall of resentment most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it then, you know, then it's more work. It's like more work because now you have to both go to God and you both have to pray and, you know, pray together with a humble heart so that you can knock the wall of resentment down. Yeah. But you wouldn't have even had that little wall of resentment at all 
if I had just had self-control in the first place. Yeah. You know? Anyway, you just, I thought of that. No, but it, it applies to all areas of your life. It really yeah. does. And for me, I mean, it's not quite like, but for me, it's like when I'm, I don't know, I can see it all the time in the little three and four year olds I work with at my job. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously have no emotional maturity whatsoever. And <laughs> so they will immediately lash out and hurt their friend and not give a rat's patootie. Right. Um, but I know that from my end, if I don't keep my, and this is like, I don't know. I'm sure for Sarah's a mom too. Like, if you don't keep calm and like show self control within yourself, like it doesn't matter who you're acting with, whether you're it's a small child or an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not self controlled, it can make the situation. It just keeps escalating the situation, escalating the situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It and works. then you seem foolish. And then you seem foolish. <laughs> and and like then before you know, you're arguing with a three year old and you look really dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like the three-year-old's more mature than you. Yeah, and so sometimes you do, you just have to walk away, yeah. whether that's, I mean, from the small child or... Yeah. I mean, and I really do think, some people may disagree with this, but I honestly think it's healthy sometimes to know yourself enough to know, like, yes, I have God, yes, I should seek Him for self-control in the moment, but sometimes you still have to know yourself to the point where it's like, hey, adult that I'm getting frustrated with here, or kid that I'm getting frustrated with here... Can you give me just a few minutes to mm-hmm. calm down because I don't want to say something that I don't mean and then cause a problem. So please just let me calm down and think through this and pray about it. And then we can get back together and discuss what we need to discuss. Like yeah. it's fine. Like that also shows self-control because you're walking away from the situation for the moment. Yeah. So that you don't lash out and you don't build a wall of resentment. I didn't mean to take over, but. But also don't go and be silent and. Like, not like I said, it. and not confront it yeah. with the Lord. Like, yeah. don't go and be silent and let it stew in your heart and then, like, let your liar them to grow, even if you do it silently. Right. Even if you don't involve anybody else, but inside your heart, you're like, I just I can't believe they said that to me and blah, 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 yeah. blah, and they're so mean and blah. Like, go and pray about it. Yeah. Go and pray about it. That the Lord will just give you um, peace and calmness and wisdom and how to approach that conversation with that person and that you would allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you and mm-hmm. not yourself. Because for me, like there's a lot of times where I'm like, I know if I try to handle it on my own, it's not going to go well. Yeah. So go ponder in your own heart with the Lord on your beds, on your bed is a plus, you know, I like to go, <laughs> I like to go and lay down and just like in my dark room and just, you know, decompress mm-hmm. and be silent before the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay, so I have one more thing on irritability, but it's not a verse. It's something that I found. I had never come across this website before. Maybe Anna has, I don't know. I cannot, I'm not going to promote it as something I trust completely because I don't, this is all I've read so far from it. Is this article? Watch it be trash. I know, right? (laughs) Honestly. But um, from this article that I read about irritability on it, it was, I agreed with it. So it's from biblicalcounseling.com and there were some quotes that, well, there was an article about irritability and um, I pulled some quotes from it. So it says, the first one is, we cannot fight our irritability by merely focusing on our irritability. Instead, we ought to focus on Christ. So like here, you know, on the podcast, we're talking about irritability and resentment and we do topical studies. I think it is important to do that. I don't think that this quote is saying, don't ever read a verse about irritability. 
But, you know, it does make a really good point. Like the, And we kind of have covered this without saying these words throughout this podcast here and there. But the more you, Christ-like you are, meaning the closer you are to God, the more you pursue Him, the, the stronger your relationship with is, is with God, the more or the less um, you're going to have less of a problem with irritability. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be less and less as time goes on, the more you pursue God and the stronger your relationship is with him because he's transforming you into who you are called to be as right. a Christian and who you are were originally created to be, you know? Anyway, so focus on Christ. Um, so if you're wondering, like, how do I fix my problem with irritability? Yes, do some topical studies here and there on it. I'm not saying don't do that because obviously God gives us these passages on these topics for a reason. But don't let that be the main thing you do. Let the main thing you do just be to talk to God and study his word and just be obedient to what you learn in your quiet times with him. <laughs> and then irritability will become less and less of a problem. The next quote is, remember the hope of the gospel. Irritability is necessary. Let me restart that. Sorry. Remember the hope of the gospel. Irritability is necessarily self-centered. Hmm. Thankfully, in Christ, we are free from living for self and empowered to live like him. Patient, kind, meek, etc. Mm-hmm. Which is, and then it has a reference to 1 Corinthians 5.15. Um, because of Christ, we can please God even amidst difficult circumstances or people. My favorite part about that, well, one of my main favorite parts of that quote is thankfully in Christ we are free from living for self and empowered to live like him like we literally I just love the word empowered because it just really shows you that now that you know now that I am saved and now that I have the Holy Spirit inside of me now that I have the beginning of this um, relationship with God this firm foundation I have I now am empowered mm-hmm to not live for myself because before I had God, before I had a relationship with him, before I had that security of salvation, I, I mean, I was just selfish because that's all I knew. But now I have the power within me and it's not my power, it's God's because he's giving me this power. He's the one empowering me to be able to say no to myself, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, I don't know, I think it was just a really cool way of saying it. Um, I don't know if cool is the right word, but you know, because irritability and, you know, anger, I mean, unrighteous anger, um, it is self-centered, you know. And then the last quote is, says, focusing on the circumstances and people surrounding our irritability just exacerbates the problem. We can't fight our irritability by merely focusing on our irritability. Instead, we ought to focus on Christ, his work for us and in us all the blessings he has given to us, and we might just find that our irritability cannot thrive next to joy in Christ. Mm. Um, so, like, kind of earlier, whenever I was saying, early in the po- earlier in the podcast, um, this was, like, way earlier, I think, I was talking about how if we are quick to anger, it doesn't, there's a verse, whichever verse it was over here, it, it was saying, basically, oh, righteousness, it was the first one, it was, James 1, 19 through 20, you cannot have the righteousness of God coming out of you at the same time that you are being quick to anger. Mm-hmm. You, can, It's not possible. And so this is saying the same thing. It was reiterating the first quote that I said from this article about um, 
how we need to focus instead of just on irritability we need to focus on christ and then the irritability will be less and less of a problem in our lives but that you know then it goes into the that same thing i was saying earlier about righteousness and quick to anger but it says our irritability cannot thrive next to the joy of christ you cannot have the true joy of christ while being irritable mm-hmm. like it's not possible to have at the same time so that was it so we're going to move on to resentment Here's the basic definition of resentment. Um, this is actually not from dictionary.com, but I liked it better than dictionary.com's. Um, I don't remember where I got it, but Ooh, it says, I know, hate. The, the dictionary.com slander is real. Today. Yeah. No. Resentment. <laughs> the strong and painful bitterness you feel when someone does something wrong to you. Hmm. So what you got, Anna? Hang on. <laughs> Sorry. So, 1 Timothy 6.6 kind of really speaks more to resentment towards someone who might have more than you or towards someone who um, you perceive as, like, more successful than you or, I don't know, you might have resentment. I'm just going to read it, though, because <laughs> the word of the Lord speaks for itself. <laughs> it sure does. 1 Timothy 6.6, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. Mm-hmm. And so if you're content in the Lord, um, like if you have godliness with contentment, you don't have to worry about anything else, and therefore you don't have to be resentful. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you were saying that last quote there, like when you're focusing only on your irritability mm-hmm. towards someone or your resentment or bitterness or whatever it is towards someone, and you're not focusing on what God's given you, Mm-hmm. And you're not focusing on the joy that the Lord, like, has literally, like, mm-hmm. sacrificed to give to you. Yeah. Then you you need to be content with what you have. And, like, resentment and irritability cannot then, therefore, grow in your heart mm-hmm. if you're focusing on all the Lord has done for you. That's true. So if you, like, turn your heart towards gratitude and be like, hey... Like, I've decided that, like, like Paul literally talked about when he was in prison. He was like, but I've decided that all the Lord's given me therewith to be content. And it's not great, but I'm not going to be resentful towards God. I'm not going to be resentful mm-hmm. towards the people who put me in this situation. I'm instead going to focus on all the opportunities the Lord has given me mm-hmm. um, to spread the gospel um, or to, like, just be content wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. So just kind of, like, like focus, switching from being resentful towards being grateful. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, so my first verse is... <clears throat> I don't have any observations for these set aside yet, so we're just going to see what happens here. Matthew five forty three through forty five. You have heard that it was sorry. There's a glare. Hold on. Okay, Matthew five forty three through forty five. You have heard that it was said, "You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy." But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For He makes His sun rise on evil, on the evil and on the good. And sins reign on the just and on the unjust. Okay, so I kind of talked about this earlier, so I'm not going to go to it like in extensive detail about this situation. But um, I dealt with some persecution recently from someone, and it targeted like the part of my life that I love the most, and you know that I really serve God the most in. I feel like, and um, so that was something that I struggled with. Um, a lot. But she's forgiven me since then. Yeah, it was, Anna, she was the worst. <laughs> Lots of resentment. <laughs> no. 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 Um, anyway, so, 
this, you know, if I, I don't remember for sure, but I think this was also one of the verses that really convicted me in the moment, like not long after that situation happened, where I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, God, <laughs> um, because it literally is saying like, um, well, I mean, uh, love your enemies, not that this person is my enemy, Satan is my enemy behind this right. person, but love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. I was persecuted. I need to be praying for this person. Was I? Not really. I do now. And it's been a game changer for my life. Yeah. Um, that's a whole different thing. And then continue on in that passage. And it says, um, for, okay, this part. For uh, This part. Oh, so good. <laughs> for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good. And mm-hmm. he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So I am not good, but I have the goodness of God in me. So that being said, because I am a Christian, we're saying that. Sarah is the good part of this. And then the lost people, not that they are the not good, but you know what I mean. They have the devil controlling their lives. So mm-hmm. they are the evil. Just wanted to clarify that so someone's not like, did you just think that you're good? <laughs> um, There's no good with God. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that person and me, the evil and the good, I mean, it literally says the sun rises on both of us. So mm-hmm. what's the difference between us? Nothing. I mean, I have God. That's different. But in our worth, nothing. You know, um, we are equal in that way. God made us equally. He loves that person just as much as he loves me. He died for that person. Jesus died for that person just as much and the same way that he died for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and all of the things. And, you know, the next part, same thing. He sends rain on the just and on the unjust. He sends the rain on that person and on me. I mean... For me to be resentful towards someone just so shows selfishness, and it's basically showing that I feel like I, on my own, have a right to do that when I don't have a right to anything without right. God. You know, God is the reason I have a right to anything, and it's not me having a right. It's just God being the goodness of who he is, mm-hmm. and I'm getting all these blessings because of him. There's nothing, you know, so who am I to be resentful towards someone, you know, especially in the situation that I was going through where... Like, that person doesn't understand what I'm, you know, my life, because they're not a Christian. They don't understand it. They don't have the goodness of God in them. They haven't chosen to be obedient to God in that way. And so that's just the devil speaking through them, and they just don't know that. So, like, why should I be resentful towards someone persecuting me when they don't even know what they're doing? Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. That You know, if there's a specific situation like that that someone's going through, you know, that's just that part of it. But then there's other situations that might not be exactly like that. And... You know, who are we to be resentful towards someone whenever God could have very well been resentful toward us, which he can't because he's God. But you know what I mean? Like, we spit on him every day. Right. Like, he is, we are the reasons that he was beaten literally to death. (laughs) Like, he died on the cross. He, you know, crown of of thorns in his head. Like, I mean, all of these things. Mm -hmm. Things I don't like to think about. It, I hate thinking about it. It makes me so sad. But I'm the reason he did that. So, And he wasn't resentful toward me. So who am I to get resentful towards someone for commenting an ugly comment at me? One or two or whatever. Maybe. I mean, even if... Well, that's a whole thing. I'm not going to go into that even though I could. But anyway. Basically, we are all equal. So who are we to be resentful towards someone when we don't have the right to be? Right. That's the main point. That and the fact that God's going to take care of it in the end. Right. Like yeah. it's in His hands. So like, right. why are we worrying about it? And you it? being resentful towards someone could could lead them astray from God. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And instead, when you could be praying for them, man, was it hard. I didn't even want to mention that person's name for a while. And now I pray for that person often. And I pray Psalms with that person in mind. I pray through the Psalms sometimes with that person. And I speak that person's name while I pray the Psalms. And that was, whenever I started doing that, that was how I, that's how God helped me to forgive that person was through praying for them. Mm-hmm. And the first few times I did it, I, it it's going to sound so mean, but I'm just going to be really transparent here. I want, I would rather vomit, like, than speak that person's name at first. Yeah. Like, I really, like, I was, I hated that name. And I didn't hate the person. I genuinely didn't because I didn't want that person going to hell. But I did not want to speak that name because they made me so mad. Yeah. Anyway, but then when I started praying for them, that resentment went completely away. Like, the first week I started consistently and with a humble heart praying for that person within a few days. Mm -hmm. That was when I was like, Casey, I have actually forgiven this person. Yeah. Like, I can honestly say that. And it was one of the most freeing feelings I have ever done. And then, you know, I'm just going to keep going because God is just leading me to. <laughs> well, really, I mean, um, I'm not going to say names or anything, of course, on here. But there was a person a long time ago that I wronged this person a lot, too, though. So I'm not going to say this was all one-sided. But I will say just the stuff that I went through because of how that person also wronged me. Um, I had a lot of resentment for years. I mean, years with this person. And I still, almost not anymore, but like up until not that long ago, I still struggled. Um, And I didn't pray for this person. Um, I mean, I did on and off, but not like I did with the other person I was talking about. But I will say, when I started praying with a humble heart about other people that I knew had wronged me in small ways or whatever, like... Or, and then the closer I was to God, that was whenever I realized, like, who am I to even resent that person whenever mm-hmm. they literally, like, it, it could be a big situation where it's something that affects you for literally the rest of your life mm-hmm. here on earth, and you still don't need to resent them. Because, yeah. like I said, God was, Christ died because of us. And he still did not resent us. So who are we to resent those people? Yeah. So that's my whole tangent that God really led me to say that. Maybe someone really needed to hear that. Maybe it was just me. <laughs> but maybe I needed to be reminded. Yeah. But anyway, just those are my thoughts. Go ahead, Anna. What you got? So I would recommend if you're feeling a bit resentful towards someone or if someone is wronging you um, to read all of Psalm 37. Because, mm. man. That's a good chapter where it just talks about how God's going to take care of everything. You don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But in Psalm 37, there are a lot of really good little verses about, um, well, they're not little because like, they have a lot to say, but a lot of verses about what we need to do in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, starting verse uh, 3, uh, 37, 3 goes, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Um be, verse 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Verse 8, Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it only lends, it tends only to evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Mm. Um, and then going down to verse um, 23, The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast down headlong, but for the Lord upholds his hand. And so, 
really, again, I can't express this to y'all enough, and I know I have a problem with it too, but if someone is wronging you or if you're feeling like um, someone's just really rising up against you or like you're like Sarah where you just went through persecution with someone, trust the Lord and he's going to take care of it. Don't mm-hmm. worry about what they're doing. Instead, right. turn all that energy and uh, into serving the Lord, mm-hmm. because the, like the Lord will establish your steps. He's going to uphold you. He's going to take care of it. Um, he knows what's going on in your life, and He's going to take. He's <laughs> He has the last word, not us. So why are we worrying about it? Mm-hmm. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Don't allow bitterness to grow in your heart. Just don't even worry about it. It says, fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way. Don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? No, I. this wasn't necessarily like specifically related to what you said, but you reminded me. God tells us, you know, that we are going to face persecution if we follow him. Mm-hmm. We're going to face tribulation if we follow. Like, it's basically a promise. Yeah. He's like, you know. Like, it's going to happen. And so, an encouragement, but also, it doesn't necessarily feel like an encouragement, <laughs> because who who likes going through persecution? Nobody. But it is, should be encouraging. Um, the closer you are to God, the, you know, the more you pursue Him, the more you walk in obedience to Him, um, you know, the more persecution you'll probably get along the way, right. you know, and... Yes, that sucks, but also I feel like that should be, I don't mean this in a, like, good job to you because you're obeying God, but I mean, kind of, you know, I don't want you to be prideful about it, but yeah, I don't want you to be prideful about it, but yes, good job. Thank you for obeying God, because if you're getting that persecution, if you're getting that tribulation because of your faith, then you're doing what you're supposed to do, and it's not just what you're supposed to do, but you're doing Help me here, Anna. I mean, I mean, you're doing God's will. You're doing what God yeah. wants you to do. And that should be an encouragement. I yeah. feel like that's something that Stuart has, was talking about last semester. There was something that he mentioned that in, I think. Yeah. During last semester. Maybe I'm wrong. I know he specifically said something about it. Maybe it wasn't last semester. Anyway, the point is, like, keep going. Because the life you're living, the closer you are to God, the more you pursue him, the more freedom you're going to experience the more joy you're going to experience. The peace that you will have mm-hmm. is astounding. <laughs> and it's just going to keep growing and growing, and you're going to experience this more and more and feel it more and more as time goes on if you continue to do what you're doing. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It's it's worth it. Yeah. And don't, again, don't worry about what everyone else is doing or even about what those people who are hurting you are doing because, I mean, not in like a, not in a resentful or prideful way, but you can be like, well, obviously they are not, either they don't know the Lord or they're not walking with the Lord like they right. should, right? Therefore, I'm going to, I'm going to but I'm going to do what's right, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't matter what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, in my heart, if I react to them negatively or if I respond in anger to them, that is not Christ-honoring. And yeah. so instead, I'm going to choose to not allow that root of bitterness yeah. into my life and that resentment to grow. But instead, I'm just going to be still before the Lord and wait for Him. Because he will establish my steps. What is that? Ephesians 4. Maybe it's Ephesians 6. I think it's Ephesians 4 or something. And it says that we're not fighting against flesh, but we're fighting against Mm -hmm. the, the, I forgot the exact wording, but basically we're fighting against the spiritual warfare that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So like that person in your head, you know, when you see them with your mere human mind, your mere human eyes, that person wronged you. But really, whenever you step back and look at it from God's perspective, it was the devil. Mm Mm-hmm. 
attacking you through that person. And yes, that person could have been like, no, I'm not, you know, I shouldn't say that to her or whatever. And then they could have not said it, but still, it, it is the devil that you need to really attack first. It is. Yeah. Well, not well, first. Okay. It's the only one you should attack. I mean, don't attack the person. Or in like that, like if they know the Lord, it might be the devil working in their life, mm. right? Yes, and allowing can... bitterness and resentment to grow yeah. in their heart, and so yeah. that's why they therefore attack yeah. you, right? So instead, you should be like, you should be like, oh well, you know, this person attacked me, but they're my brother and my sister in Christ, mm. and so like, like you could take that as a reason to be more angry at them and be like, well, they should know because they know the Lord, and so like, why are they treating me like this? This right. is terrible. Oh, sorry, that's my watch. Um, but instead, you need to be like, well. Obviously, they're under some spiritual warfare, or they wouldn't be treating me like this. Right. I need to really pray extra hard for them and be like, Lord, I don't know what's going on in their lives, but I pray that you would give them, like, the peace of your Holy Spirit right now. And then or whatever when the Holy Spirit prompts you to do so, tell them that you prayed for them. Yeah. Or if he leads you to in the moment, pray for them in the moment when they're with you. Yeah. Because that could really break down all the barriers between mm-hmm. you guys, and it could be the biggest breakthrough. Yeah. Prayer. Oh, man. Okay, I don't have any more verses. I did, but I we talked about everything now. Yeah, like I think once. we're good. But I'm going to say one more thing, and then we can, unless you have something else to say, we can do announcements and be done. But um, my cousin, um, my husband and I went to this church up until recently. We are church hopping now. Amazing church. Nothing wrong with church. Just want to say that for anyone who <laughs> went to the church listening, but they know. They know. We, we had talks. But um, my cousin, I guess recently, like within the past week or two, there was a sermon or something happened at church. Maybe someone listening to this can tell me. But he sent it in a group message with my family and then someone, him and someone else sent it in the church group message. And it said, prayer is not the least we could do. It's the most or it's the best we can do. Yeah. And, you know, I, catch my, I caught myself after reading that with, I had some conviction because what do I say all the time? Well, not all the time, but often enough where I know I say this, I, you know, I text people like, or, you know, I'll pray for them or whatever. And then whenever they have a situation, it's like, well, or if I'm telling people about a situation going on in my life, like, well, if you can't, you know, do this or whatever, or provide financially for this or whatever, the least you could do is pray. Mm-hmm. But no, that's literally the best you can do. Yeah. Because if you think about the power of Jesus's name, because of what he's done for us and the power of God behind your prayer, like... Oh my gosh, like it's literally the best you can do. So praying for a person behind the scenes and then whether you tell them or not and then praying for them in the moment when they're standing there with you, someone who's persecuted you, that might be, that's probably the best thing you could do. Right, and I mean, who gives us the ultimate example of that but Jesus, who is literally at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. Yeah. Right, like he's literally doing that for us. So why then would we not turn around and intercede for other people? Yeah. Or like pray for, like on their behalf. Yeah. And be like, hey, I know my friend is going through this, or this person I know is going through this. And, like, bring their case before the Lord and be like, hey, can you help them? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. My husband and I, whenever we have arguments or big fights or something, which they don't happen often, but, like, we do bigger more often than we used to. And I've noticed, you know, just, and we just kind of talked about this, but the closer we individually are to God, um, like, in our relationship with him, the more bickering there is in, in between us because yeah. it's more a spiritual warfare because we're doing what God wants us to do. So then, you know, the devil doesn't like that. But whenever we have these problems or if one of us is just maybe like Casey came home from work and he had a bad day and maybe he's just really angry about something or whatever. And, or maybe it's like what I was saying, we're arguing or we're bickering. We don't do this every time like we should, but we do more often than not now stop and pray. Mm-hmm. 
Um, like if he's angry or something, like we might give him a minute, calm down for a second, but then we, we pray. We stand there wherever we're at, whether we're in the car, we're in the living room, and we pray because yeah. there are demons at work. And, you know, we don't, we want the demon of anger. We want the irritability. We want it all to be gone. And so praying and saying, Holy Spirit, help me pray. Because sometimes in the moment when we're caught up in our emotions, we are not in our right mind to be soberly talking to God about the situation. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit is still in you. And he is always sober-minded. Wow. Yeah. So, and he's your prayer partner. He should be your very best friend, in my opinion. Yeah. And... So access that Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I'm not sober-minded right now, but I need you to speak through me because I know you are. Mm -hmm. And so then take a deep breath and you pray. And you just let the Holy Spirit speak to you on what to pray about. You pray the demons away. You pray all the things away in Jesus' name. And then even if you, I'm not saying you're going to feel the supernatural power. You might feel supernatural power come over you. Like, not you, your power, but I'm saying, like, God could, you could feel something from God. People do experience that. I'm not saying that he can't do that because he's God. But most of the time, on an average situation, probably not going to feel that. What you are going to experience, though, if you do what I just said with a humble heart, allow the Holy Spirit to pray for you. All of those walls of resentment, irritability, Anything that is a stumbling block between you and your whoever is there with you or between you and God, it's literally going to be gone. You're not going to have that anymore. The veil will be lifted. And then your problems are not gone, but in a sense, they're gone, you know? Wow. Good job, God. That was good. (laughs) You want to announce? You don't have to go into every detail, but just remind them about all of our stuff coming Um, up. We have... A lot coming this next week and month. We do. Um, so this. Wait, I don't. Let me pull up the calendar if I'm gonna. Well, do I that. mean, or what do you mean? I was just gonna say we have a podcast coming out every Monday for the next two months. See, but for this month and next month, instead of every other week. And it's not. It's not just gonna be about the love stuff. Although this yes. is great. Yes, we're um, actually gonna pause before the last two episodes of the love series because we have some other stuff. Because we you know Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. Coming, so, so we have some special episodes coming out, not just normal episodes. Let's see. Uh, podcast episodes every Monday for November and December. Um, still the YouTube videos every Friday. Um, we'll have... New blog post coming out Wednesday. Yeah, we'll have a blog post, I think, this Wednesday. And then we'll actually have one next Wednesday also as a special Thanksgiving one. Um, and then we'll have... I'm going to be giving you a history of the Pilton Orchestra. Yeah. That's not what's this happening. This is what Thanksgiving is about. Like in 1620, Plymouth Rock. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, Nobody's going to read the blog. <laughs> way to go, Anna. Way to advertise. Um, anyway, so yeah, lots of things. Oh, and a Bible study tool will be coming out next Thursday. Um, a Thanksgiving one. So Ooh. there might be more that we forgot uh, about. Um, probably. Wallpaper, Wallpaper Wednesday. Yeah. Go to our Instagram and our Facebook page. Please. <laughs> I'm okay. serious, there's good stuff there. <gasps> okay. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. That was long, but <laughs> oops. That's okay. Sorry, not sorry. I'm sorry, not sorry. Okay. That was the Lord. Peace out, y'all. Bye.